Someone shout hallelujah. Say, say hallelujah with me. How many of you have read the letter of Paul to the Galatians? The letter of Paul to the Galatians. Amen. We're reading that, so I'm asking everyone to please read the Paul, Paul's letter to the Galatians. We're going to turn our Bibles right now to Galatians, or Paul writing to the Galatians, chapter 1, chapter 1. If you have your Bibles with you, you may open them. If you have your phones, amen. You have my phone right there, Sister Brown? Amen. That's, I have my letter of Paul to the Galatians. So whatever means you have to get your Bible, you have it on your iPad, your iPhone, amen, your smartphone, your not-so-smartphone, amen, whatever you got, we're going to use it to, to open it to the Word of God. Uh, I find this very interesting because Paul is, is writing to to people that he's dealt with before. He's dealt with them before. But now he's away. And since he's away, he's writing to them. So this is what it says. Paul, an apostle, not from men, say not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Someone say amen. To the churches of Galatia. To, to the churches of who? Now, I want you to see something very important here as we go into the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your word. I ask that, I ask that as we open your word, our hearts will be recipients so your word can come and make a dwelling place for us to live by. Yes, God, be guided by, directed to your holy will. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Bless you, young lady. We know who Paul is writing to. And we know who the writer is. The writer is St. Paul. St. Paul declares who he is. He says he's an apostle. And he specifies that he's not apostle because of men. He's not an apostle because of men. But rather yet, he came through because of Jesus Christ. But through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And just to leave a footnote here, we understand that when he's talking about God the Father, he's not talking about another person because there is only one person in the Godhead, and that's Jesus Christ. In order for, some, for there to be a person, a person is consisted of 
spirit, soul, and body. And the only one in the Godhead who has a spirit, soul, and body is Jesus Christ. So when we talk about uh, the Father or God the Father, we're talking about the spirit that dwelt in Jesus Christ. So St. Paul wants to clarify this. And he's saying that he's the one, that spirit was the one that raised Jesus from the dead. So now he's bringing to their minds, to their hearts, the foundation that had been laid within the churches in Galatia. So now he wants to make a salutation, and he's telling them grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. So he's telling them the condition that they're living in because he's already, he has already given them the understanding that they've been saved through grace. So it's like a refresher's course. He wants for them to understand that, hey, I'm coming, I'm writing to you, but I'm writing to you just to remind you of what has happened. I'm writing to you because you have received him. And he's saying, now I want you to understand that all the glory belongs to him forever and ever. So we as men, we take no glory from God because all the glory belongs to God. Are you with me still? But then he makes a clarification now. He wants them to understand and I believe that this is appropriate for us also. I believe that this is just for us. That we should never forget that we've been called by grace, unto grace, for grace. We've been called to be saved. Everyone say saved. We've been called to be saved. We are different. Everyone say different. Say we are special. Not to uh, belittle anybody else but to take into account what has happened to us. Because what we have received is something great, something powerful. Something that this world desires, but they can't have it on their own. Because it doesn't come from men, and it doesn't come through men. It has to come through Jesus Christ. So now he's telling them in verse number, number 6. In verse number 6, he, he's telling them, he, he's letting them know, that there is something special right there. I marvel that you are, what he says, turning away so soon. And this caught my attention here. He's telling them, listen, I just told you this, and you are believers, but so soon you're turning away from him who called you into the grace of Christ. Ah, to deep to a different gospel. So if we look at this, now he's writing to Galatia. Galatia is not a city. Galatia is a, Galatia is a region because there's various churches. How do you know that, Brother Prado? If I hadn't looked into the map, I wouldn't know. But listen to what he says up uh, in, in verse number, number two. If we go to verse number two, he, he clarifies. To all the brethren who are with me to the churches, everyone say churches, in Galatia. So there's a spirit that has come to the region, everyone say region, because there was approximately 
five cities in Galatia. And within these five cities, cities of Galatia, these churches will, would have fellowship. And all of a sudden, these, these churches in their fellowship, they would uh, bring thoughts and, uh, and they would bring different types of, uh, uh, I could not say encouragement, but discouragement, because now they're turning away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now we go back to verse number six, and as we are in verse number six, we see, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in, in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Everyone say a different gospel. There's a lot of gospels out there. There's a lot of gospels out there. I want you to understand that. You look, you turn on your radio, you turn on the TV, and there's preachers that are preaching their own gospel. They're preaching their own gospel. Uh, It sounds good. It's attractive. But if you cannot compare it with the word of God, then it's a different gospel. And they're trying to bring in a different gospel. But Paul wants to clarify this because in verse number 7, he tells us, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to be what? And want to pervert the gospel of Christ. There are people that add to the gospel of Christ and they make up their own gospel. There is only one gospel. Just like there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, there's only one gospel, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have to understand this, church, there is no other God. It might sound good. It might be attractive to you, and then you might feel good because that's according to what you want. But God's word is not a menu for you to choose. Um, The word of God is the law for you to abide by and obey. Someone shout hallelujah. I said someone shout hallelujah. So we have to understand this. There is not a different gospel, no. And, and, And Paul wants to clarify this. But there are those, say there are those. And that's what you have to be careful because that's, that's, that's talking about those people that knock on your door every Saturday or Sunday morning, amen, or during the week, and they're bringing another gospel. They're bringing a gospel of confusion. God has not given us a spirit of confusion. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So how do we know? Because we search the scripture. Everyone say, search the scriptures. So we have to search the scriptures in order to obtain life and life eternal. Is there someone here with me? So Paul is trying to clarify this. You, you, you strayed away so quick. Amen. Just like in our, our times, the biggest weapon that Satan has for us is called discouragement. Everyone say discouragement. Have you ever been discouraged? Let me tell you what happens when you're discouraged. You try to blame everything on someone else. Discouragement, when it comes, it brings in a spirit of criticism. Sorry, you don't have to say amen. It brings a spirit of discouragement. The spirit of discouragement brings a spirit of criticism. You criticize everybody. Everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. If someone didn't greet you, they're bad people. 
someone looked at you the wrong way, which you think is the wrong way, but hey, probably they're in pain, and that's the way they, I mean, that's the way they feel at that time. But man, ah, oh, he looked at me wrong. Ah, oh, he didn't greet me. Ah, oh, he's this, he's that. And, and it, discouragement brings to you all this to try to take away from you the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to your life. And then you begin to hear all these fables. You begin to hear all of these doctrines, which the Bible declares that they are doctrines of demons. Everyone say doctrines of demons. If it doesn't clarify that Jesus is Lord, man, that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ tells us that there is only one name and there is no other name besides that. Can someone say hallelujah? But we have to grow. Everyone say grow. And when I'm talking about grow, I'm talking about growing up, being mature people, not being children. Amen. Children throw tantrums. Not mature people. No. Mature people know, and that's, that's foolishness. I don't have to deal with that. Have you heard that? I don't. I'm bigger than that. I know better. But a kid will throw a tantrum for anything. Uh, I know we don't have no kids here today. Huh. And that's what happens. So we need to grow. Everyone say grow. We need to mature. Because listen, you get sidetracked easily. When you're not mature. If you follow anything and everything. Amen. My daughter was about three years old. Four years old. Sister Pelado can correct me. Uh, she must have been about three or four years old. And we went to Tijuana. And it was packed. The streets were packed, jammed, walking. People walking to and fro. I mean, they were walking everywhere. And all of a sudden, we were busy, and it took just but a flash, and all of a sudden, I turned to my wife, and I said, where is my daughter? Where's Chata? And she says, oh, I thought you had her. I said, no, 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 she followed you. And then, ah. and the easiest thing was to blame her, and to blame me, and to blame her, and then she blames me, and I blame her. I said, hey, we got to stop this. We got to start looking for her. I mean, I walked into every store there in that block, and that were long, man. And I wouldn't just, hey, I would shout out from the top of my legs, Chata! People would look at me like I was crazy, man, but I was desperate looking for my daughter. But this is where I'm going to. And all of a sudden, this man walks out, walks up with my daughter, four years old, and gives her to my daughter, my wife. She says, I'm sorry, your daughter followed me. The man was selling balloons, caught her attention, and she followed the balloons. But there's a lot of Christian following just anything. And Paul is saying, you turned away from truth so quickly. We've got to be mature people. And that's what Paul is telling us. If we turn our Bibles right now to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14, I want you to look at it. I want you to read it for yourself. And this is what the word of God is telling us. 
that we should no longer be what? Children. children. Everyone say children. children. All the children say amen. He don't want you to be a children, a child. He said that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. It sounds good, but it's not good. Ah, listen to the truth and the truth shall set you free. Not just because it sounds good, it means it's good, but the word of God is the truth of God. Someone shout hallelujah. Ah, with every wit of doctrine by the what? Trickery of man, they trick you. It sounds good. Man, let me tell you some church of the living God, we are not carried about with em- through emotions. We're carried through through truth. Amen. Man, I went to that church and it felt good, man. That music was so good, man. I was just jamming with that music. Were they preaching truth? I don't know, but it felt good. What what do you mean? Huh? Because only the truth is going to set you free. When there's no more music, you just take a a drop. It's got to go beyond. I say, say it's got to go beyond. You cannot be fooled with trickery of men, good words. Amen. Because there's a lot of people that have itching ears and they just want to hear good things. We gotta, we've got to learn to hear good truth. Everyone say truth. Ah, oh, listen to this. In the what? Cunning of what? Uh, of what? Of deceitful plotting. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. When they're out there to deceive you, they, they planned everything. They have everything laid out. Hey, I'm going to deceive them. Ah, and it's through trickery, but it looks so real. Amen? It looks so real. Ah, it looks so real, but it's not real. I want the real thing. Amen? We have to understand this. And they do it through plotting. They do it through deceit. They do it through error. And you and if you and I are not founded on truth, we will err with them. And this is, this is the reason that they're going far. They're, they're, they're so quickly forgetting truth because they're not planted. Say they're not planted. They're not, they're not standing firm. And Paul is trying to tell them, there's got there's to be truth in you. Say there's got to be truth in you. There's got to be truth in you, and the truth is going to set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you, shall set you, shall set you. And truth is not everything you like. Is that right? Ah, not everything you like is truth, but truth will set you free. Amen. There's a lot of things that we don't like to hear, but it's not truth. I I tell this, you know, there's a problem with pastors who who tell the truth, because this is what happens. When I tell the truth, when I tell the truth to someone and it's according to what they want and it's truth, they love me. Huh? They love me. And when I tell them truth, 
but if they don't want to hear it, they dislike me. But that's not my problem, that's their problem. Because my, my, my situation is just to say the truth. Because if I tell you the truth, whether you like it or don't like it, you're going to be set free. If you receive the truth, the truth shall make you free. So Paul is, Paul is telling the Galatians, the Galatians is, listen to me. I want to let you know whether you want to accept it or not. You're drawing away from the truth. And you're not drawing away just from me, but you're drawing away from him who called you. If you've been called from God, say amen. Oh, come on. If you've been called from God, say amen. amen. So if you've been called from God, you've got to go along with the truth. Mm, I knew it was going to get quiet, but that's all right. I heard one preacher say it, man. I've, I've been taught to preach in, in libraries, and they still, I mean, that's all right. Here we go. But so now he wants, to under, he wants them to understand something. There's not another gospel. There's not another gospel. And if you've been deceived, you've been deceived by people who have been trained to do so. But I want you to understand one thing. And let's go to verse number eight. And this is what he's telling them. I want you to understand this. In verse number eight, he's telling them. But even if we say we. Paul is telling Paul is saying, if Peter, if John, if I or another minister, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach another gospel to you, then what we have preached to you, let him be what? Let him be cursed. Now let me bring it down to my level. This is what he's saying. I want you to understand one thing, that you cannot change the gospel, whether you like it or don't like it. Do you, whether you like what you hear or don't like what you hear, there is no other gospel. He already said that to us. There's only one gospel, like there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Ah, so listen to you. Listen to me. Paul is telling me, if I or an angel come to you with another gospel, let him be what? Now, there's a human realm and there is a heavenly realm. And the angels are part of the heavenly realm. But even the angels who are higher than us, because that's what the psalmist said. You have made men lower than the angels. So the angels are higher than men. Huh? So when you hear about an angel, that's the next round. But now he says, listen, if an angel who has a will of his own, because remember, when Satan was dethroned from heaven, he brought with him one-third of the angels. So that means that the angels have a will of their own. And we think that angels are robots. No, angels are not robots. They have a will of their own. They can think, and they have a decision, or they have a will to make their own decisions. 
But the smart ones, oh, God, help me. The smart ones said, hey, y'all can go to hell. We ain't going to hell with you. So the thing is this, that now Paul is telling the Galatians, if I come to you, if an angel comes to you with another gospel, you have the right to curse him. You have the right to curse him. This is what he's saying. Listen, listen, you ought to know better that if Michael comes or Gabriel comes and somehow they bring another gospel that is not this gospel, let him be a what? A curse. But now let me tell you something. The problem is this. Do you know the gospel? Because if you don't know the gospel, everything sounds good to you. Man, as long as I get gigolo here, man, that feels good. So, man, that must be God. No, 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 no. It's got to be according to truth, not according to feelings. And that's what we got to get a hold of, church. And that's what Paul is trying to tell us. You got to wake up, Galatians. You're drawing away because you don't keep the truth with you. And I'm telling you something, church of the living God, everything that's out there that sounds good is not good. That's it. We got to pay attention to truth. Everyone say truth. I've asked you three weeks ago to start reading the book of Galatians. Because I wanted you to understand that there's truth that you've got to abide by and that we have to put it as what? As our foundation. Everyone say foundation. Ah, I've been in this so long. But I don't want you to think that I'm that old, so I'm not going to tell you how long. But I'm going to tell you the truth. The truth is this. I've been in this thing for a long time. A long time. For over 45 years I've been in this. And there's doctrines that have come, teachings that have come, people that have come, men that have come with different gospels. They have a lot of degrees, more degrees than a thermometer, but it don't move me. It don't move me because whatever they're telling me is not according to the book. It's not according to the book. I don't care if they try to make me feel good because what they're saying ah, may please me. But if it's not according to the book, it's not the truth of God. And that's what Paul is telling you. Stick with the book. Stick with the book. I said stick with the book. Someone say hallelujah. So he's telling us, hey, if another angel... If it's me or another angel, put it back up there, Brother Marco. Amen. Praise the Lord. But even if we or an angel from heaven, he didn't say an angel from hell. He didn't say an angel from hell because there's angels in hell too. You remember the one third of the angels that came with him? There's angels in hell. They're not sanctified. But he said, from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you. Let him be a what? Cursed. So I'm coming to you to encourage you, church, and I don't want to be redundant. We've got to get into the book. 
I love Brother Victor, his music. I love the praise team, their music. I love Brother Noy when he plays, and Brother Cesar, and the drummers, Brother Joel, uh, Brother Magaña, and all everybody. I love to roll with them, man. It gets me excited. It gets me moving. But let me tell you something. That doesn't keep me. That doesn't hold me. Oh, I thank my son, O.T., that got me that Apple Music. Man, he brought me back all my Christian oldies that I grew up with. Man, I'm listening. I'm jamming with them all day long. Amen. I'm going with Andre Crouch, Walter Hawkins, and everybody else. I'm going. Hey, but let me tell you something. That don't hold me. This is what holds me. This is what keeps me. This is what keeps me safe. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is what Paul is trying to tell us. Someone shout hallelujah. That if we don't stick with it, we will be just like the Galatians. We'll easily be drifted away. Easily we will forget. Because emotions can betray you. Say emotions can betray me. Say emotions can betray me. I grew up in a time when it was about activities, it was about activities. So we depended upon activities. That's why we had so many activities. Oh, this is nothing, Brother Oscar. This is nothing. Man, Sundays, Brother Villegas, and you're a lot younger than me. You could be my son. Listen, five o'clock. Five o'clock in the morning, sunrise service. Five. Six, seven, eight. At nine o'clock, it was the infilling of the Holy Ghost, hour of power. At 10 o'clock was Sunday school, 10, 11, 12. Then we had, every church had a kitchen. Man, for the kitchen, we would stick around till about three o'clock, sometimes four o'clock. At five o'clock, service started. Five. Six, seven, eight, nine. Sometimes we would come out of church at 10 o'clock at night. And then on Monday, we would come back for prayer. Tuesday, choir practice. Wednesday, service. Thursday, it was youth night. Friday, service. Saturday, sector or district service. Keep you to keep you to keep you to keep you to keep you, but now we have so much free time, huh? But in that free time, what what's going to hold us is the book. So I've discovered because I waited service after service after service from district or sector activity to youth camp, from another sector district activity to what convention. Convention of what? Youth convention. Because we had two during one year. A youth convention and a, and a national general convention. So we were always going, always going, always going. But let me tell you something. That is not the cause that I'm here today. The cause that I'm here today is that the book has been printed inside of me. And Paul is telling the Galatians, don't 
drift away. Don't drift away. So he said, it don't matter who brings another gospel, don't listen to them. And then Paul says, if he brings you another gospel, what he says? Be careful what words you use to curse them. Ah, uh, because don't, don't, it don't give you no license to be that in the tongue just roll. It means the devil, the devil is trying to deceive us, but we've got to understand this. Now, how do we maintain? We are, we have been founded. Say, we have been founded. And you have to be founded. You have to grow within the foundation. Let's go right now to Ephesians 2, 20 and, 20 and through 22. We're going to do it quickly. We're going to do it quickly. Having been built on the foundation of who? Of the apostles and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We're building. We're building on that foundation. Jesus Christ is what holds it together. That foundation. Because according to the engineering skills of the time, whenever they started a foundation, there was a cheap corner stone. And from there, the rest of the foundation was laid. And here it says, we're be, we've been built upon the foundation of who? Apostles and prophets. But who's the chief cornerstone? You know why? Because throughout the Bible, if you read it from Genesis to Malachi, the prophecies of Jesus have been laid out. So you will see Jesus in every book of the Bible. Because he's the chief cornerstone. He is the one that holds it together. And this is what it tells us. Verse 21. In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into what? A holy what? Uh, a holy temple in the Lord. So now we have to understand this. We've been held together through, we've been held together through Jesus Christ. And everything that we hold, get a hold of is through him. Amen? Amen? And we grow into a holy temple in the Lord. So everything that is in Jesus has got to be holy. That's the come Jesus said, be holy as I am. Be holy as I am. That, that's, that, that's a mouthful, my brother. That doesn't mean you live the way you want to live. Because you know what holy, holiness means? Separation. Everyone say separation. Oh, come on. Say separation. You're not like the rest. I said you're not like the rest. You don't talk like them. You don't dress like them. You don't be like them. You and I are holy people. It don't matter if you don't say amen. That's the truth. There's got to be a difference. I said there's got to be a difference. And we've got to hold to it. We've got to live in it. We've got to be holy as he is holy. You're, you're different people, amen? Amen. Amen. 
Wherever you are, you're holy people. You're separate. You're different. Amen. My wife and my sister, uh, it was someone's birthday. Oh, my dad took me out for my birthday. We went to his restaurant. Amen. And as soon as he got to the prayer and uh, to praying for the food, what happened was that my wife took out her veil and my sister took out her veil. Amen. And they, they put their, their, their veil on. And someone said, hey, what does that have to do with it? Well, you're separate. You're different. What is the veil sent for? Everyone say submission. Everyone say submission. See, but since we don't go into the word that much, we, we don't understand it. Everyone say submission. Your hair is that you're submitted to the authority. Who's the authority of the woman? The man, whether it's the father or the husband. That's the that's the submission. That's the come. We have the long hair because you're submitted. Okay. Why do they carry, a, why do they have a covering? Because you're submitted to what? To a higher realm than the man. The Bible says right there in 1 Corinthians 11, because of the angels. So when they go out to eat and pray, you're giving a testimony. Say, you're giving a testimony. Say, I'm giving a testimony. Sit down and I'm going to pray. Oh, that this church don't practice it. It's not what the, I'm, I'm not going by what they say. I'm going by what the word of God says. That they don't follow it. God bless them. I'm not here to criticize them, condemn them. No, 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 no. I have to go by what the word of God says. And if the word of God tells you to put a covering, put on a covering. Say amen or say ouch or something. It hurts, brother. But that's the truth of God. Right. Oh, God, I love this. I got to cover my hair. Give me a napkin. No, no, no. That's what the Bible says. And we have to obey the word of the Lord. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm landing. I'm landing. You just, you're, you're with me still? Oh, hallelujah. So now let's go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. This is what verse 9 says. As we have said before, so now I say again. Now he's making emphasis. Everyone say emphasis. He's repeating himself. Not to just repeat himself. He wants to give it importance. If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be what? Let him be what? And this is what Paul says. Number 10. The next verse. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Someone shout hallelujah. Because I have to tell you the truth. Because see, verse number 10 tells me this. 
Or do I now preach or pursue men or God? It's a question. For do I now pursue men or God? That's right. Out of the mouth and babies, the Bible says. All right. Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, what does it say? I will not be a bound servant of who? Listen to me. I told you right now. If I tell you what you want to hear, you say, we love pastor. If I tell you what you ought to hear, we got to hold a pastor. i got to tell you what you need to hear. Because when I read this, I read what I need to read, not what I want to read. I'll say it again, because the Bible is not a menu. It's a commandment. It's not what you choose to get. It's what God delivers to you. And we have to understand this. And this is what Paul is telling the Galatians. Galatians, you've drifted, you've drifted away so soon. So soon. So soon. Because you neglected to stay in the truth. I'm telling you now, I've got to tell you what you need. Stand to your feet. And today, in order for you to be a successful Christian, it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. See, think about this, that today's world, this is what we have. So many preachers are preaching for a reaction. They want the reaction of the crowd. The louder the crowd gets, huh? They say, man, we did a good job. And not necessarily. Because if you did not lay the foundation and if you're not in accordance to the book, It doesn't matter how good it sounds. It's not the truth. But Jesus wants us to have the truth. Because the truth is going to liberate you. Liberate you. Set you free. That's the reason, listen, so many people go to church and leave church the same way they came in. And live the same way throughout the week. They get high, they do and go and And then they come back to church and just say, I love you, Jesus, and that's all it takes. No, it doesn't. If any man wants to follow me, you must pick up your cross, said Jesus. And you've got to deny yourself once a week, on Sunday only, daily, daily. I've got to deny myself. There's places that this flesh would like to go to. Brother Marco, this flesh would like to go to certain places, but I've got to deny myself. There's things that this flesh wants to do. Listen, but I've got to deny myself. Why? Because the Bible tells me 
that you cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to love one and hate the other. Listen, or love the other and hate the other. So listen, you cannot serve God and riches at the same time. You cannot serve God and the world at the same time. If you're going to love Jesus, you got to obey Jesus. And this is what it's telling us. We've got to follow the book. Hey, let me just say this. I'm not condemning nobody here today. I'm not condemning nobody here today. I'm just telling you, let's get to the book. Let's come back to Jesus. I want to live according to what Jesus tells me and how he wants me to live. Because what God is looking for is true worshipers that will worship in spirit and in truth according to the book. Let us all come to this altar. This is what he says. I marvel that you have turned away so soon from him who called you. If I was to take a census of my life today, how close am I to Jesus? Let me say this. The closer you are to fire, the more you feel what? Heat. The further you drift away, the less you feel. So soon you've turned away. So they started to forget things and forget things, and things become so easy. Things become so easy. I don't think this is wrong. God is love. Just come as you want. That's to the sinner. He's telling that to the sinner, not to the one that's, that knows the truth. He's saying that to the sinner. The sinner has to, he, he don't know no better. But to you and I, he's saying, you come to me. You come to me. You reason with me. Because you know better. Now he's speaking to his people, Israel. But I believe he's speaking to the church today. Reason with me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you reason and you change your life, something's going to happen. Don't drift away. Don't stay away. He wants you to get a hold of him. And if you get a hold of him, your life will never be the same. I don't have to worry. Listen, I don't have to worry because I know that he's with me. And if he's with me, he takes care of what I cannot take care of. He takes care of that for me. I just call to him and say, Jesus, just like Peter. Peter knew he was going against nature by stepping into the water. And as he was sinking, he said, hey, I'm not going to go down. He said, Jesus, save me that I perish. Maybe I've drifted right now. 
to the point that I say, Jesus, save me. Draw me back. And if we knew that song, I would sing that song. Take me back, Lord, to the place where I first met you. Take me back. Take me back to that place where I first began. Just take me back. Just take me back. To that place where I had that encounter with you. Take me back. Let us raise our hands right now. Just tell him, take me back, Lord Jesus. I don't want to drift away. I don't. Thank you for writing to the Galatian church, God. It has awakened me today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I need to go back to Calvary, Jesus. Take me back to where I first begun. Take me, Jesus. Yeah.
Fuck.